Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dynamite Entertainment Weekly Podcast. My name is Chris Parton and each week, Joe Ryban and I will be telling you about the week that was, the week that is, and much, much more. I'm putting the final touches of this episode together on Sunday night, which is Father's Day, so I hope all of you fathers out there had a great day. Joe and I will be talking a little bit later in the show about this week's upcoming books. Before we get to that, you need to know what books to be looking out for when you head out to the comic shop this week. So, let's take a look at this week's new releases. These books will be hitting the shelves on June 18, 2008, so be sure to go to your local shop and pick them up. Be sure... After you pick these up or any other Dynamite books, to head over to the Dynamite Entertainment message boards, which can be found at www.dynamiteentertainment.com forward slash boards. This week we've got three number four issues, so be sure to check them out. We've got Zorro number four by Wagner and Francovia. Zorro continues to be a thorn in the side of the brutal Sergeant Gonzalez as he wages his one-man war against the oppressors. While our story unfolds in the present day, our flashback features the formation of the man who would become the fox, along with his faithful companion, Bernardo, as they grow up among the wilds of California and the streets of Spain. Darkness vs. Eva, Daughter of Dracula, number 4, by Repion, Moore, and Salazar. Our series concludes this issue as our unlucky allies, Eva and Jackie, find themselves both in the middle of a battle for ultimate control of the darkness. Adolescent Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters, number four, by Champagne and Wynn. This issue, which is number four, concludes our special Hamsters revival as our opening miniseries crashes down around the hamsters as they face off against Genghis Khan and his own furry, not-so-friendly group of rodent ass-kickers. Also coming out in the next couple of weeks will be Lone Ranger, number 12, Army of Darkness, Xena, Why Not, number 4. New Battlestar Galactica, Season 0, number 10. New Battlestar Galactica, Origins, number 7. Army of Darkness, Home Sweet Hell, number 10. Brothers in Arms, number 2. Savage Tales, number 8. Red Sonya, number 35. And Zoro, number 5. So, now that you know what to look forward to this week and in the coming weeks, let's switch over to my conversation with the voice of Dynamite, Mr. Joe Rybent, and I'll catch you on the other side. Well, uh, wh- well, what do you want to talk about this week? It's been, it's been, been a, been a uh, last week. Didn't have a whole lot going on. Uh, I think actually, I think Red Sonya Thirty Four did come out last week. Yeah, I, I think Red Sonia. We had actually tried to hold Red Sonia uh, for for a week, and I think it was in stores this week. Um, we had kind of conflicting reports. Sometimes, rather than dump all the books into stores one week, we try and space things out and schedule things around. So I do believe Red Sonia was in stores this past week. If not, it was in your local store the week before. So. Okay. Yeah, because we've got got three new books coming out uh, this coming week. Uh, all of them are fourth issues. With yeah, uh, weird. I know it's it was always yeah the last couple of weeks doing uh doing the rundown of the books that are coming up seemed like there was a lot of number fours in all the issues with uh we got the hamsters number four we got Zora number four we've got uh uh what was the other one the darkness uh Eva number four also so yeah, yeah hamsters number four closes out that series um Ava darkness closes out that series. And Zoro 4 is kind of our halfway point as we're heading to um, issue number 8, 
which is the, the final issue of the opening story arc. And then uh, we've talked to Matt about sticking around uh, and telling some more stories with Zorro, and he is more than happy to oblige. So we'll probably take a month off in between 8 and 9 um, and uh, figure out what we're going to do next. But uh, um, that's, that's where things stand with that. And Darkness Ava, we have one more Top Cow uh, miniseries or crossover to do. We've done two so far. Darkness Ava was the second, and Witchblade Gray was the first. Uh, and I was just talking with uh, Nick, uh, our, our publisher this week, about what we're doing for the third. So uh, you haven't seen the last of the Dynamite Top Cow crossovers. So cool, cool. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these. Are we going to see any more? Um, I know, I know. You we've done a couple of them with with Marvel, with Red Sonia Spider Man, and with uh, Army of Darkness and Marvel Zombies. Do we got anything else? Sort of in the works or in the talks. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's been floated. Um, it's really just a question of finding the right thing. Obviously, Marvel doesn't do a lot of crossovers. We're very lucky that uh, that we had two and two really pretty big ones. Um, Army of Darkness, Marvel Zombies was a pretty big event for all concerned. Of course, the Marvel Zombies phenomenon. Easy for me to say. Being uh, a huge part of that, um, we have some things, but nothing is. Um, and I'll give a little tease to our podcast listeners here, um, but on the other company front, the DC Wildstorm front, um, actually I'll just come out and say it, we are going to do a Freddie Ash Jason um, sequel. Oh, nice. So, so that thing has been very successful. Uh, it was a six-issue series that we did with uh, with DC Wildstorm with our, uh, our AOD writer, uh, James Kahorik and uh, um, some art from, uh, from some new guys from, uh, from our perspective. They've been working with Wildstorm for a while, um, Jason Craig. Um, and, yeah, we're going to do a sequel. Um, and I don't know when we're going to do it. I don't know when that's officially going to be announced. But, uh, but we're, we're putting all of the, uh, the finishing touches together on the paperwork and, and the plot outline and all that stuff. So. Great, cool. That should be should be nice. I thoroughly enjoyed having the three of them in a in a story together. It was was quite interesting <laughs> to say the yeah, least. The fan, the fan reaction, the sales reaction were all great. The trade paperbacks coming out. I don't know if it's been solicited yet. I, I probably should know that, but I don't know if it's been solicited yet. If it hasn't, it's going to be solicited soon. Um, although I think it has been. Um, although you know what, I don't think it has been because I think um, I think actually I have a cover sketch here somewhere. Um, so look for that soon. If you didn't buy into the series, it, you know it, it was an unproduced screenplay. Basically, Jeff Katz wrote that thing um, way back when uh, to be a movie starring you know Freddie Ash and Jason. They never got around to making it. They never will at this point, you know, um, as far as we know. Um, so we did it as a comic book. So we thought it was pretty cool. Cool, yeah. Um, well, so we've got Father's Day weekend is this weekend, and then we've got um, Heroes Con coming the following weekend on 20th through the 22nd, and we've got two of our uh, creators that are going to be at Heroes uh, with our Zorro title, Matt Wagner and, and Francesco. Yes, Francesco Francavia, the, yeah. one of the more difficult names to pronounce in comics. I, That's I, why I, I didn't say it. <laughs> I, th- well, I think I've been told that I got it right when I talked to, to Francesco the last couple of times I, I said it. So, yeah, they're going to be down at Heroes, and then the week after Heroes we have uh, Chicago. And, of course, the big, uh, the big thing there in Chicago is Alex Ross is going to be in for the day, um, signing on that Saturday, I believe, in Chicago. And um, much like the, uh, the Garth Ennis signing on the, the Sunday uh, in Philly, uh, which was huge. I mean, uh, we talked at Philly, but we haven't talked since Philly. Philly was a great time. 
Um, Garth had a, a crowd, you know, two hours before he showed up, and we made it through everyone. We did the panel. Um, we announced the war books, which, of course, you know, the podcast listeners here heard about, uh, talked about the boys. And uh, while Alex won't be uh, in Chicago, while Alex in Chicago won't be at a dynamite booth, he'll be in the, the special signing area. You know, he'll certainly be there um, signing projects, superpowers, and Avengers, Invaders, and all the stuff that we're working on it with. So, uh, so far, so good on opening of convention season 2008. Cool. Uh, hold on one second. My, my, <laughs> I was having a little technical difficulty there with the phone. It kept going in and out. But I got every, I got everything that you had said. So. Oh no problem. I don't know. I don't know if anything was important or not. No, I, I got it. It's more on my. Uh, on my, I think my headset's more than anything, but no big deal. Oh, okay. I'll edit all that out. We'll make it look good. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, let's go ahead and talk about. You know, we've got our we got our newsletter. Uh, our the newsletter's out on. You know, if you haven't checked it out, you can go by dynamiteentertainment.com and look at the blog, and you got this week's uh, newsletter with things going on there. But we've got a letter there. Uh, we'll go ahead and. Read that one off and, and see if you've got uh, how you want to respond to it. Sancho writes, Dynamite publishes several titles that I enjoy. However, I'm not going to pay more than $2.99 for a 22-page story. I dropped Zorro and passed on or passed on The Man With No Name because of their, their uh, tab. Uh, it should also be noted that the actual page count for Zorro is not 22 or is 22 and not 32. I would strongly urge publishers to, to often increase page count for a cheaper – Cheaper paper or cheaper paper at two ninety nine. Yeah, this one was um, uh, kind of strange. Um, our comics are thirty two pages, uh, twenty two pages of story and art, with with a few exceptions. I mean, when we do a zero book, sometimes it's eight pages of story and art in a sixteen page book, or you know, we're going to do um, a new Galactica series that's going to have thirty two pages of story and art in a forty page book. But uh, and we price it accordingly, and we price them competitively. I mean, if if Sancho's dropping books because of their 2.99 price tab, I don't know what comics he's reading. So, um, because I'm pretty sure the standard is 2.99, if not higher, for for 22 pages of story and art. Um, maybe Sancho's waiting for trade paperbacks, which a lot of people are waiting for, which I certainly can understand. Sometimes it's nice to, to if you don't have a comic shop locally or whatever, it's nice to read the whole story all at once. And you know, you, you don't end up paying. I don't think you end up paying a lot less. For the story, if you buy the trade paperback versus the single issues, you probably end up paying about the same, but you get it all at once. I mean, sometimes that's that's nice, but uh, we certainly, you know, in this day and age with, with the cost of, of everything around us, you know, we're very aware of uh, any kind of price resistance, but, you know, if we do offer a 350 book or we do offer a 499 book, it's usually there's something a little extra special in there, whether it's extra pages or what have you. Now, when we did Project Superpowers number one, uh, I don't remember if we did a 350 cover price on number one, but we also put extra stuff in there. We put extra sketchbook materials from Alex Ross and um, art from Alex Ross and that kind of thing. So, you know, we 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 are aware that that comics can, to some people, can end up costing a little bit too much, but uh, we are in line with pretty much what everyone else does. So, uh, certainly would encourage Sancho to to save up those pennies, I guess, and and try and Try and make it work if he likes the work, you know. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of going along with that, and I just kind of thought of as you were as you were answering that has you know it seems 
the the genre or the media has kind of uh, started changing the industry. It's kind of leaning toward you know the electronic and digital age as far as you know getting stuff on you know getting books online and stuff like that. You know, various companies have got some sort of something going on right now. Has Dynamite thought about doing that or? Yeah, it's something that we absolutely have to address. I mean, there is just no way around it. I mean, personally, um, my my personal usage of comics is still in uh, a physical form. I read comics physically. I mean, we get a lot of comics in the office, and I still buy comics and stuff, but I'm not a digital comics guy, although all other media I'm more than, you know, accustomed to going digitally with, you know, with uh, with with music and movies and all that stuff. Um but, you know, we're also kind of waiting to see, you know, Marvel has their program, DC has some things, but I don't know if there's one dominant piece of technology or platform that um, that anyone's really embraced to say, okay, this is the way that if you want to read comics digitally, this is how you're going to do it. And, of course, once you make something digital, um, you open it up to piracy a lot easier than if you're just printing something and then someone scans it and then pirates it from there. So, you know... Printed comics, I think, are still going to be around for a while, but definitely the way of the future is not, you know, is not a print world. But if that future's five years, ten years, twenty years, fifty years, uh, I'm not quite sure, you know. Yeah. So, um, but you know, still, there's something, uh, something about physically, you know, going into a comic shop, grabbing a book, and and you know, and buying it and reading it, and you know, like me throwing it in a box in the basement and forgetting I have it for ten years. So. <laughs> yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of some of the books we have uh, come out in the last couple of weeks, we've got a couple of reviews, and I'll just read through a couple of them here. Um, let's see. Uh, the <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, the Secret Identity podcast is talking about Avengers Invaders number two, saying, uh, how do you combine the greatest superheroes of World War II and the Earth's mightiest heroes and make it work? Start with Alex Ross and Jim Kruger. The two have incredible rapport and an excellent feel for certain characters and seem to create the stories that flow naturally. The art by Steve Sadowski is as good as it gets. Great angles, heroic poses, and punches up aplenty. This book could be a vehicle that puts them or puts him in the comic spotlight. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're Steve was our guy from the start. We actually you know, um, Nick had, had picked Steve um, way, way early, well before we were even close to, to doing the crossover. We had Steve do some Red Sonia stuff for us and all kind of in a waiting uh, pattern while while Marvel uh, and Dynamite came to terms on Avengers Invaders, which took a while. Those, those business things take a while. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it could not be happier to be working with Steve. Uh, his, his pages are, are incredible. Um, and while a lot of people have said, oh, I'm kind of disappointed Alex isn't doing the interiors, uh, it wasn't possible for Alex to do the interiors. And, and I think that Steve and, and our color team, while it certainly isn't, uh, doesn't look like an Alex Ross painting, I think in terms of that style that Alex embodies, that classic superhero style, I think Steve pulls that off uh, just as well. So um, I was actually just on the phone yesterday with Jim uh, and Alex talking about uh, issues nine through twelve, and and kind of fine tweaking those so that we can begin to script those. And uh, the series is pretty cool. So you know, I, I hope everyone's enjoying it. That's checking it out. The reaction so far has been very, very positive. So we're very happy about that. Cool. 
ComicsWaitingRoom.com talks about Red Sonya number 34 that came out last week, saying, Now that the finish line is in sight, Reed and Ruby step up and deliver the goods. This is a welcome return to the form for the book. And for those, uh, well, I'll skip over that, but for those who read my column on the site talking about Comics Waiting Room, know that I have no small interest in this title. The ending that Reed has scripted is an absolute whopper and is extremely rare for an established property and hero to have a sort of truly significant change made to its foundations. But it appears that Sonya has done just that. Yeah, you know, I had a very good friend of mine um, a while ago, actually probably about two years ago, uh, we were talking about Conan and Red Sonya, and he put the difference in a term that I'd never thought of before. And what he said to me was that Conan is fixed because those books were all written. You know, those stories were, were, were written. So the comic adaptations, whether unless they do new stuff, Conan's course is pretty well, was pretty well charted mm-hmm. um, by his author. Red Sonia always was much more of an open slate due to, due to the way that she came into being. And the chances that we take with Red Sonia, um, while maybe some of the sword and sorcery purists don't agree with everything that we do, we're able to take to those chances. And we've done those throughout the course of the book. And issue 34, the last few pages when they were scripted, was a big, wow, you know, are we going to do this kind of moment? Uh, because it does shift the entire um, nature and appearance and history of the character into a brand new place. Now, you know, is she going to stay in that place? Well, we'll we'll find out as we progress with our story. But 35, which um, we're putting the finishing touches on and sending off the press next week, start that new direction. I've said it before. I think we talked about it before. But 35 is a good place for both the readers that have been with us since issue zero. Um, and new readers to pick up if they if they're curious. You know, we have a new art team. Uh, Walter Giovanni is drawing the book. Brian Reed is writing the book. Um, Mel Ruby, who drew issue 34 and drew the first couple years of Red Sony, is moving on to another project with us that will be announced soon. But uh, we're we're pretty proud of what we've done with Red Sony. I mean, I here on my bookshelf, I've got like seven trades of Red Sonia stories, you know, uh, four trades of the Marvel stuff. I mean, you know, so characters been around for. 35 years, and, and in the last three years, we've we've created you know the bulk of her new her new history. So we're pretty we're pretty excited. I mean, she's definitely our flagship book. Um, Superpowers is probably neck and neck with that, just because it's a it's the superhero Alex Ross book. But um, uh, we think it's uh, we think it's a, a cool new way to do things with Red Sonia. So cool, yeah. And Brian, this is the I guess well is it this issue? This issue is Brian Reed's first issue, and then he his kind yeah, of. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that he co-wrote <clears throat> with Michael Loming an arc, and then he wrote issue 34 solo, uh, and then 35 is really also something that he was able to uh, to establish the story, you know, with us on an editorial standpoint, and then script solo as well. 30 through 34 were an editorial idea that we had, so mm-hmm. 35 is really the first time that he's coming at the story with his own fresh set of ideas and his own scripting. So. And he's he's kind of the hot guy right now, uh, especially over at Marvel with everything he's doing. So it's great that he's going to be on board this this title for a while, especially it being a flag the flagship of Dynamite. So I'm I'm pretty excited as as a fan as well as you know producing this podcast. So. <laughs> right. right, yeah, Brian's great. He was in Philly. Um, I know he'll be. I don't know if he's at Heroes Con or not, but uh, but Brian's great. We're happy to have him um, and looking forward to working with him for a good long while on Red Sonja. Cool. 
All right. Well, I guess that's that's it for us this week. Uh, have you got any uh, teases? I know you kind of gave away some stuff there. Uh, about the yeah, I think I might get in trouble for talking about Freddie Ash Jason, so um, I'll just leave it at that uh, and won't tease anything else because perhaps I'm being too generous. But uh, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how many people are actually listening by seeing uh, how that news filters out. As Joe and I talked about in our conversation this weekend is Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you can find Matt Wagner and Francesco Francavilla. They're meeting fans and signing autographs. So be sure to visit both of them if you get the chance. I'll be there this weekend too, and we'll be chatting with the Zorro team for a very special Heroes Con edition of the Dynamite Podcast. And if you're in Chicago the following week, be sure to look for us there with our special guest, Alex Ross. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I hope you had a great time listening. We sure hope you did. If you have any comments or questions, you can contact us at letters at dynamoentertainment.com or you can come by our forums and post there. We'd love to have you there. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.dynamitecomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK. So until next week, have a good week.